As we were just uh, chatting with Peter Lewis from Essential Media before we uh, went to the uh, sport there, cost of uh, living. Ordinary Australians continue to be hit by the rising cost of living, but it's a lot worse for Pacific Island workers who are being slugged with big fees to send money back home to their families. There's a paper out from the Lowy Institute and it warns urgent actions needed to cut the costs of these overseas transfers given the reliance of families back home for Life's Essentials. We're joined now by the ABC Senior Business Correspondent, Peter Ryan. Peter, can you explain to us how these remittances work and the high cost foreign workers face in getting that money back home? Yes, uh, good morning, Tom. As you mentioned, these are known as remittances. Uh, This is where an overseas worker here, often doing essential work given the very tight labour market, goes to an agency like Western Union to make these cash transfers. And anyone who's travelled in the South Pacific region uh, will have seen these kiosks in most shopping centres or the Western Union signage. Research from the Lowy Institute shows the global average cost of sending cash back is around 6% per transaction, but it can be as high as a whopping 17% between Australia and the South Pacific. Now, uh, many of these workers transferring cash or moving cash are here in Australia as part of the Pacific Australia Mobility Program, which is essential for Pacific Island economies still hurting from the pandemic. The Lowy Institute Policy Brief wants to see greater transparency about the cost of transfers, subsidies for the transfer services to keep costs down and for the Reserve Bank of Australia to step in and temporarily administer the cost of the transfers. Lowy Institute Research Fellow Dr Jessica Collins told me if the cost of transfers were reduced from that peak of 17% back down to around 3%, there'd be about $79 million going back into households instead the pockets of transfer companies. We've got nearly 40,000 Pacific Islanders working here in Australia, uh, sometimes separated from their families for up to years on end, uh, not seeing their kids grow up in many instances uh, during that time. And they're here working on our farms. But unfortunately, they're incurring some of the highest fees on that money sent home. So the transaction fees from Australia to the Pacific Islands are incurring some of the highest fees in the world. The global average is about 6%. The UN is trying to get it down to 3%, but we're seeing in the, from Australia to the Pacific that sometimes up to 17%. So if someone's sending back, say, a couple of hundred dollars or a thousand dollars back home, they could lose as much as 17% in fees? That's right. And usually it's small amounts and it's going straight to families back at home, sometimes to the church, sometimes to the community. Uh, but mostly it's going to families and it's going towards getting food on the table, it's going towards getting kids to the doctor and getting kids into the school and uniforms and things like that. So this is really important money uh, that has been taken in high fees. So you've looked at the amount of foreign aid that Australia provides to some South Pacific nations and you compared that to uh, the value of those transaction fees? I looked at three countries, uh, Tonga, Vanuatu and Fiji. If we managed to get the cost of sending money home down to the target of 3%, uh, then an extra $79 million extra would be going into those three countries. And this is money that would be going directly into households. Uh, not between governments and not lost in bureaucracies and not lost uh, in companies and in consultants. This is money going directly into households. So $79 million, and that's actually double, currently double, the amount of aid that we give to Tonga. 
the pandemic isn't over, so life is still difficult in some of these nations. So this money would be required, really, for a lot of uh, families to make ends meet. Absolutely. And that's why we see that this Pacific Labor Scheme is so popular and it will only continue to grow. The money that they're earning over here in Australia uh, and being sent directly back home uh, is so important to these Pacific economies and especially coming out of the pandemic. What can the federal government do about this? Have they responded to some of these concerns? It is a very slow burn and I think what we need to do is just turbocharge the conversation because right here and right now is when we need to get more money into the households and we need to start thinking about, you know, what are those extra things that we could be doing and pulling all those policy levers uh, to get more money into there now. But of course, we also need to think about the long term and the long term digital transfers are going to be the future. Uh, So we need to support the Pacific Island economies to transition into that digital space. Lowy Institute Research Fellow, Dr. Jessica Collins there with Peter Ryan, who's still with us. Peter, while we have There's been a rebound on Wall Street, I'm seeing, despite those growing concerns that we've been covering all morning, of course, about the Israel-Hamas war. Yes, Tom, uh, quite a sharp bounce back, actually, when you looked at um, the sell-off last week in particular, last Friday, US time. Uh, Investors seem to be focusing on corporate profit results, which are rolling out, but of course, keeping a close eye on the Israel-Hamas war in the background. Uh, All three major indices on Wall Street have ended up around uh, 1% higher, uh, but deepening concerns about a wider Middle East conflict, particularly if Iran gets involved, means there's most likely more volatility ahead. Uh, Locally, Tom, we're going to be watching out for the release of the minutes from the Reserve Bank's most recent meeting a fortnight ago, where the cash rate was held at 4.1%. Now, there's been some speculation of maybe one more rate rise next month on Melbourne Cup Day, but this morning, just checking the screens before speaking to you, Tom, money markets only see a 15% chance of that. Okay, Peter, thank you very much, as always, uh, for joining us. That's the ABC Senior Business Correspondent, Peter Ryan.